This is Trey Johnson, and I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen to this teaching. I pray that it empowers you, encourages you, and motivates you to know God and to be who He's created you to be. Hello, this is Trey Johnson with Being Your Best with Trey Johnson, and we are so glad that we're getting to come into your home tonight. What a day and age in which we live in, and I'm excited about what God is going to share with us tonight. We're going to get into His Word. We're going to receive from His heart. We're going to learn how to apply God's Word to live in a place of protection and allow the Spirit of God to lead and guide us into all truth, into victory, no matter what we're facing in life. So I'd like us to pray. Uh, hopefully you have your Bible, your iPad, your iPhone, your notepad, whatever it is that you want to write stuff down with and get it in your heart. And then uh, we're going to grow tonight. So I know that you're ready. Let's pray. Father, we love you so much. And I just thank you for every person that's watching this around the world. And Father, I just declare that the eyes of our understanding are enlightened, that our ears are open to hear your voice, our heart is open to receive directly from you. I declare that we come up tonight and we see things correctly from your heartbeat, from a, a place of relationship with you, that we walk in our dominion and our authority. And Father, we just thank you for your goodness. Father, I pray for the people around the world right now. I pray for our, our president, that our president continues to have wisdom of how to lead and guide this country. All people in authority and leadership, that they have strength for their days, that they're rising up and they're taking their place to lead our country, to lead these people into a place of victory, no matter what we're facing. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. So if you would, go ahead and turn with me. 2 Timothy chapter 3, and there's several different scriptures we're going to look at tonight, and I want to encourage you to take these uh, scriptures down, allow the Holy Spirit of God. One thing I'll ask the Holy Spirit a lot of times is, Holy Spirit, I ask you to teach me the same way you taught Paul, the same way you taught Peter, James, John, whoever's speaking, it's the same Holy Spirit that inspired them to write the Word of God is the same Holy Spirit that's in us and with us to teach us and lead us and guide us into all truth. So we're talking about God's protection and, and what a day it is to understand that God has us covered. That's the name of our message tonight is God has us covered God has us covered. So let's get into this. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, it says, But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. Then it goes on and it talks about the condition of Christians. It's the condition of the church. And it says, you know what, even though they're Christians, they're going to be uh, unthankful and ungrateful, and they're going to love money more than they love God, and, and the list goes on and on. But then it says in verse 5, having a form of godliness, this group of people, but denying its power, and from such people turn away. Having a form of godliness. Now think about that. The form of godliness. You could be have the form of a golfer. You could go get the cap and the shirt and the shorts and the glove and the bag. You know, the bag. I've got a cool-looking golf bag, but you play golf with me, you would realize very quickly I'm not a professional golfer. You could have a, a, a Bible. You could have the Christian t-shirt. You could have the necklace. You could have the bumper sticker. You could have whatever it is that makes you look like a Christian. Go to church. Play the role. He says, but are you denying the power of God? Power means the ability to get results. It, it's time for you and I to not only live for God in form, but live for God in power. That the Word of God is flesh and dwells among you and I. He says, in other words, this is Johnson paraphrase, of course, if people are playing church, he says, turn away from such a person in a time like this. In today's, the time we live in, 
we need to know who we're connected to. You know, there's several people that Heather and I uh, listen to and we honor. And, and I encourage you if, you, if you don't listen to these people or follow them, whatever, you know, Dr. Jerry Savelle, Justin Bridges, Keith Moore, uh, the list goes on and on of warriors in the faith that we learn from and that we grow from. And then we, we turn around and share it with the world. Now, so let, let's get back into God's Word. He says, there's going to be perilous times. The word peril means danger. It means uncertainty. Now, are we living in an uncertain time? Are we living in a dangerous time? He says, but then it's important that we check ourselves. Am I Christian in form only? Am I believer in form only? Am I running the other way when the pressure is on? Or am I tapping into the power of God? How do you tap into the power of God? When I receive the Word of God, James, the half-brother of Jesus, says when we receive the engrafted Word of God, it has the power, power, the ability to bring results. It has the power to change our soul. It has the power to change the way we think, power to change our will, power to change our emotion. Romans 1.16, Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation. We need God's power more than any other time in history history today, right now. So don't play church. Don't be religious. Get into God's Word. Receive the Word and be a doer of God's Word. Say, I got the power. If you have the Word of God, if you have the Spirit of God, if you're a person after the heart of God, the power of God is in you and with you, and God wants to show up in your life and in my life. Let's keep going. 2 Corinthians chapter 11 Hold your place there in 2 Timothy chapter 3 because I'm going to come right back to this. And as we're turning over to 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 11, very important, Psalms chapter 4, verse 8, it says, I will both lie down and I will sleep. And it says, for you, O Lord, make me to lie down in safety. Think about this. He says, I'm not just going to lay down, but I'm going to lay down and I'm going to lay down in peace and I'm going to sleep peacefully because you alone Lord, make me dwell in safety. Now, you know, just like I do, there's a lot of evil things happening in the world, but God says that He can keep us safe in an unsafe world. Say that with me. God can keep me safe in an unsafe world. God can keep me, me, keep you safe in an unsafe world. Now, Paul the Apostle Paul wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. This guy went through a lot of stuff. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, I guess I better get over there real quick. He's, he's talking to us about the different things that he goes through. He talks about his time in prison. He talks about, you know, uh, being shipwrecked. He talks about being stoned. He talks about getting, getting beat with rods. He talks about all these different difficulty, troubles that he went through. But listen to this in verse 26. He says, in journeys often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of Gentiles, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren. And he's going on and he's talking about perils. Perils meaning difficulty. Peril meaning trouble. Peril meaning uncertain time. And then he goes on to say, as you followed my life. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 10 and 11, he says, as you follow my life, realize that God delivers me from all of them. God delivers me from all of them. Not only am I going to go through the difficult things, God delivers me from all of them. So we need to, 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 to put our shoulders back and pick up our head and realize God delivers me from the coronavirus. God delivers me from this time in the economy. God delivers me from them all. Let's look at Psalms 34. 
Now, hopefully you're just tuning in. Um, I want I want you to be a student of the Word of God. You know, it is the Word of God that gives us the victory. In Revelations 12, it, it talks about we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And so it's very important to understand that it's God's word that makes a difference in our life. It's God's word that puts us over. Psalms 34, let's look at verse 17 in the Amplified. It says, And when the righteous cry for help, the righteous is a person who's asked Jesus to come into their heart. They're a new creation in Christ Jesus. They've received the forgiveness of sin. They're in right standing with God. And it says the righteous cry for help. This, this cry isn't a, a, a wah-wah, suck my thumb, pull my ear type of cry. You're a big wine bag and you run from everything. No, this is a cry of God, I need you to show up in my life. And it says the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their distress and troubles. The Lord hears when I cry in faith. First Peter chapter 3, verse 12, it says, The eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and His ears are open unto their cry. We're at a time that we need to be communicating with God in faith, running to God, knowing that He's our answer, and not running from God, not running around in fear and, and troubles and going the opposite direction. He says, the righteous, when we cry to God, God delivers them out of all their distress and trouble. All of them. All of them. There's nothing too big for our God, and this is not a time to be religious. All of them. Say that with me. God delivers me from all the trouble. All trouble. All trouble. Nothing is more powerful than our God. All trouble. Verse 19, many evils confront the consistently righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He delivers them out of how many? All. Not some. Not just when things are right. Out of them all. God delivers us out of them all. God makes us dwell in safety. Our God can keep us safe in an unsafe world. He delivers us from them all. Now you've got to make a decision. Either I'm going to believe God's Word or I'm not going to believe God's Word. Either I'm going to just mentally assent to the Word of God and just acknowledge, oh, that's what the Bible says. Or I'm actually going to believe it and I'm going to do it and I'm going to walk like I believe God delivers me and I'm going to think like God delivers me and my attitude's going to be like God delivers me. Go with me to Psalms 91, just to the right of where we're at. Psalms 91. And I want to encourage you, write these scriptures down. Get them in your heart. Get them, get them coming out of your mouth. Let, let's see. Psalms 91, it says, And he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, and I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God, in Him I will trust. Notice this, he says, He who dwells, the word dwell means to abide. It means to live. It isn't just somebody who, who visits. God doesn't want us just to, to visit church every now and then or visit His presence every now and then or visit the Word of God every now and then. He doesn't just want us to kind of go like, okay, let's take a vacation. Let's go. Let's just go visit and see what it's like. You know, live for them. No, no. This is abiding. This is living. This is dwelling. And so I've got to ask, is, is this me? And if it's not me, it's very simple to get back in relationship with God, to get back in the game with God. God, I ask you to forgive me for playing church. I ask you to forgive me for, for just going through the motions. Father, I'm making a decision. I'm running back to you, and I'm coming after you with all my heart, and I'm making a decision. I'm going to live in your presence. I'm going to live in your word. I'm going to stay connected to the right relationships. I'm not going to have a form of godliness and deny your power and just be religious when everything's good and all. Father, I need you to show up. I want you to show up in my life. This is me. 
Say, this is me who makes a decision. I'm going to live. I'm going to dwell in the secret place of the Most High and shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The shadow of the Almighty. Shadow, there's a, a shadow there letting us know that there's a presence of somebody in our life. And when we make a decision, I'm going to live in God's Word. I'm not just going to know it with my head. I'm going to know it with my heart. I'm going to apply it in my life. I'm going to be a doer of the Word of God. There's a, there's a shadow there. There's a presence there. And the Amplified, it says, whose power no foe can withstand. There's no weapon that can be formed against you that prospers. There's no sickness or disease that it has to come through God. Please hear this. It has to come through God to get to you. He says there's no power, no power that can withstand the power of the Almighty under the shadow. This is where we get our word shaddai, the, the all-sufficient one, the God that is more than enough. He's, he's more than enough to protect you and I from the coronavirus. He's more than enough to, to protect us during an economy downturn. He's more than enough to provide healing for our body. He's more than enough to provide peace for our home. He's more than enough to keep us focused and to keep, you know, uh, to keep us strong during a time that the world's just flipping out. He is more than enough. And let's go on in verse 2. He says, Now I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God. On Him I lean and rely, and in Him I confidently trust. He says, because you're, you're living in this secret place now, it's not a secret place to God. It's not a secret place to you and I as far as if it was a secret, we wouldn't know where it was. See, that's the thing about in relationship with somebody, they tell you things that they don't tell other people. And in relationship with God, he'll, he'll start to speak to you in ways that, that somebody else might not be hearing. See, it's a, it's a secret place because the enemy can't see you. It's a secret place because the enemy can't find you in this place. It's a place where no power can withstand the power of God. He says, and then out of this place, you're going to start saying some things. See, the spirit of faith that believes and it speaks, 2 Corinthians 4.13 the spirit of faith believes God's word and it speaks God's word. Out of this secret place, you begin to say something. See, it's no longer a religious act or religious duty or you begin to say, God, you're my refuge. God, you're my fortress. You're my high tower. You're my strong tower. You're my covering. God, you're, my, you're almighty to me. See, it's a spiritual law that whatever you say God is to you, that's who he is to you. Remember Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 20, and Jesus is sitting there with all the disciples, and he says, hey guys, who, who do men say that I am? And one says, well, you're, one says you're John the Baptist, another says you're Elijah, another says you're one of the prophets. But Jesus looks at Peter and he says, but who do you say that I am? Peter, he says, well, Lord, you're the Christ. You're the son of the living God. And, and, and Jesus said, very good, Peter. He says, you didn't figure this out on your own. My father's revealed it to you. See, who you say God is to you determines your destiny. Some people, He's just Savior and Lord, and that's very important. They'll spend eternity with God. But when you begin to say that He's my healer, see, that's when, that's when things begin to change. When you begin to say, He's my deliverer, He's my protector, He's my provider. See, in the secret place, you begin to know the heart of the Father, and you begin to, to get a hold of the way He thinks, and the way He feels, and the way He sees things. And you begin to stand up, and you begin to say, He is my God. He is my refuge. He is my fortress. He is my protector. He is my provider. And when you begin to say this stuff, when you make the decision to abide and dwell, see, we have our part, 
And then it positions us for God to do what he promised to do. Because after we do verses one and two, then verses three, he says, for then he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler. This is God's part. Uh, the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence and then he will cover you with his pinions and under his wings shall you trust and find refuge. His truth and faithfulness are a shield and buckler. Notice this. So as I make the decision, so how do we, how do we walk in this? As I make a decision to abide and live and dwell in the secret place of the most time in relationship with God. And I begin to say, say, not just think it, not just acknowledge it in my head, but I begin to say, God, this is who you are to me. You're my refuge. You're my fortress. You're my God. And you, I trust. He says, then, then he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler, from the deadly pestilence. Then he will cover you with his, notice this word, he will cover you with his pinions and under his wings shall you trust and find refuge. Then he will cover you. Then you're underneath his wings. Then, then as you abide, as you say, then he delivers, then he covers you. See, God has got you covered when you are trusting him. God's got you covered when your confidence is in him. God has got you covered when you're saying, God, you're my refuge, my fortress. You're my God. You're my high tower. God's got you covered. He says, then you're underneath my wings. Now go with me to Isaiah and over here in Isaiah, we're going to find some, some things, and it describes how God has us covered. Isaiah 31, that's just to the right of where we're at. Isaiah 31. And listen to this. We're going to go to verse 4 and verse 5. Isaiah 31, verses 4 and verse 5. And I encourage you to get these scriptures in your heart. So when pressure comes on, that's what comes out of you. See, it's great that you're listening to, to what's going on in our country. And it's great that you know how to do the natural and all these type of things. But, but are you listening to that more than you're listening to God? Are you focused on that more than you're focused on what God has promised? Isaiah 31, verse 4. Listen to this. Verse 4 in the Amplified, it says, For the Lord has said to me, as the lion or the young lion growls over his prey. Picture this. And though a large band of shepherd is called out against him, he will not be terrified at their voice or daunted at their noise. So the Lord of hosts will come down to fight upon Mount Zion and upon its hills. Like birds hovering, so will the Lord of hosts defend Jerusalem. He will protect and deliver it. He will pass over and spare and preserve it like like birds hovering he says remember because you're abiding because you're dwelling because you're living at this place you're saying this is who god is he says then he's covering you now notice this for a second because this just jumped out at me earlier it says the lord has said to me as the lion or the young lion growls over his prey Remember, remember what Peter tells us? Well, let's just go over there and look at that just for a moment. 1 Peter chapter 5. Hold your place right there. We're going to go over to 1 Peter chapter 5. And I just want to read verses 8 and verse 9. Now, he's talking about, uh, we're talking about abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. We're talking about God has got us covered. How do I position myself to receive this protection, to receive this deliverance, to receive uh, what God has promised you and I. And it says, okay, we're abiding, we're living, we're dwelling, we're saying. Then he goes on in verse 8, he says, be well balanced, temperate, 1 Peter 5, 8, be well balanced, temperate, sober of mind, be vigilant, cautious at all times, at all times. 
It doesn't matter if dope is legal in your country or state or whatever or not. This isn't a good time to be high or stoned or drunk or whatever it is. You need to be listening to the voice of God. Um, I, I, I'll just leave that right there. We'll just go on. And it says, for the enemy of yours, listen to this, the enemy of yours, the devil, roams around like a lion roaring in fierce hunger, seeking someone to seize upon and devour. So notice he says the devil is like a roaring lion. Now I want to go back over here to Isaiah 31, and it says, For the Lord has said to me, as the lion or the young lion growls over his prey. Now I want you to picture this. First Peter, he tells us, he says, Okay, the enemy's like a, a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Let's me know that he, he isn't going to find everybody. He can't find everybody. He can't devour everybody. And the one that he's not going to be able to find, he can't devour. You with me? And right here he says, just like a lion growls over its prey. What do you think fear is trying to do? Fear is growling at the body of Christ. Fear is growling at our nation. C coronavirus is growling at people, trying to grip with fear. Sickness and disease is growling. That's, that's influence of the devil. God has nothing to do with the coronavirus spreading over this country, but it, it has a roar. But listen to me, it's time for the church to get our roar back. That just because the, the enemy is like a roar line and yeah he's intimidating and yeah he's trying to get fear in everybody stand up and begin to roar back get your roar back when you open your mouth God you're my refuge get your roar back sickness you don't come near my dwelling get your roar back I will not be defeated I will live and not die and declare the works of God get your roar back it's time for the body of Christ to get your roar back we are of the, the tribe of Judah the greatest line there is think of the attitude of the line it shows up at the jungle and it sees this big elephant who's bigger than him it could take him out. It could stomp on him. It could horn him with his tusk or whatever the right wording would be. But when the lion shows up on the scene, the elephant, even though he's bigger and more powerful, he thinks, ah, eater. But the lion sees the elephant and he thinks, lunch. See, the difference is in the attitude. A lot of times, a person can have a fearful, intimidated attitude but when you're abiding in the secret of the Almighty, you're, you're abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. You have the guts to rise up and say, virus, you don't come near my dwelling. What are you doing? You're getting your roar back because of who you're connected to. Get your roar back. He says, when you get your roar back, it says it might be roaring and you might call a bunch of shepherds together and say, get out of here. And it just sits there and it looks at you. A lot of times there's things the devil are doing. You can play church and it'll just look at you. He's not leaving. He's not moving because because he knows that you don't know really who you are. But when you're connected to God, God says, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to show up. I'm going to get involved in your situation. And in verse 5, he says, like birds hovering, so will the Lord a host defend Jerusalem. He will protect and deliver it. He will pass over and spare and preserve it. See, God wants to hover and he is hovering over you and I. He wants to defend. He wants to preserve. He wants to protect. But he says, okay, make a decision. You're going to live in relationship with me. Make a decision. You're not going to play church. Make a decision that you're going to say, God, you're my refuge, my fortress, my healer, my deliverer. Get, make a decision. I've, I got my roar back starting tonight. I don't care how loud the enemy roars. The roar in us is greater because greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. Go with me to Isaiah chapter 4. 
I'm so glad you tuned in tonight. Thank you for those of you who are watching through Instagram and Facebook and who eventually watch on YouTube. But those of you around the country that are watching from the, the TV show, we are just so grateful that you're growing with us. Isaiah 4, we're talking about God has got us covered. Say that with me. He's got me covered. I encourage you to go around your house and just begin to say, God's got me covered. He's got me covered. God has got me covered. He's got me covered. He's got my family covered. He's got my, my kids covered. He's got my business covered. He's got my, my career covered. He's got me covered. Say that. He's got me covered. Isaiah chapter 4, verse 5 in the, uh, I'll just read it in the Amplified. It says, And the Lord will create over the whole side, over every dwelling place of Mount Zion, and over her assemblies, a cloud and smoke by day, and the shining of a flaming fire by night. For over all the glory shall be a canopy, a defense of divine love and protection. And there shall be a pavilion for shade in the daytime from the heat, and for a place of refuge and a shelter from storm and from rain. Notice what he's, and I just wanted to, to kind of, I'm going to do a touch and go there because I, I want to get to one other thing before we run out of time here tonight. But it says that God has a canopy, a canopy of divine defense. Because of his love for you, he says, I'm going to get involved and I'm going to defend you from the harms of the enemy. Now, now go with me to Matthew chapter 23. Matthew chapter 23, say, He's got me covered. He's got me covered. I encourage you to keep that coming out of your mouth. Matthew chapter 23, verse 37, and He says, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her, how often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate. So what he's saying right here, he's saying, I've sent people to share my heart with you, and you didn't honor them. I sent my word, and you displayed church. I'm putting Johnson paraphrasing, of course. He said, I've sent messengers ahead to share my plan, and you rejected it. He says, you weren't willing. You weren't willing. He says, I, I wanted to be just like a, a mama hen that lifts her wings over her chicks. Now, I want you to picture this with me. Kind of as a little boy, I would go to the farm with my pa, and, and there'd be different times that, you know, the chicks would be out there, the chickens would be out there, bok, 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 bok. they'd be pecking away, you know, and they'd be, they'd be eating the seed, and the other little chicks, they'd be just, bok, 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 bok. They, they'd just be pecking away also, and then all of a sudden, here Fido would come around, <laughs> you know, the dog would come around, and it would see the little chicks, and the next thing you know, mama, mama would just lift her, she'd lift her arms up just like this, her wings up like this, and bok, 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 bok. And to us, it just sounded like, oh my gosh, that chicken's just making noise. But in chicken language, she was saying, come quick. In chicken language, she was saying, come underneath me. And it says, this is what God does to you and I, no matter what we're facing. It's important that we hear quickly and we obey quickly because just like that mama hen, he says, I wanted to gather you underneath me and the chicks would come underneath the mama's legs and the mama hen would just sit down and she would put her wings over the top of the chicks. And God is saying, this is what I want to do to you. Now, on the other hand, think about it. Think about it. Here's Fido. <laughs> you know, he's just thinking lunch. He sees all these little baby chicks around and all of them run underneath mama. But if you're a little independent chick 
And you think, I don't, I don't need to go under the protection. I don't need to do it God's way, all that, this bunch of religious stuff or whatever. And you just think, well, my way works better. And maybe you're asking, why, why, mama, why, mama, why, mama? And she goes, buck, 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 meaning, come on, buck, 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 run, buck, 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 come under my protection. And you're going, why? I have a vote. I want to vote. Can we vote whether this works or not? Oh, no. Buck, 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 buck. And you stay out there on your own. Guess what you're going to be? Lunch, lunch. That's what you're going to be. You and Fido, you have a future together. But God is saying, all kidding aside, all funny business aside, I want you to picture. God is saying, when you make a decision to abide and dwell and live in the secret place of the Most High, and you begin to say what God is saying about you, you begin to use the name of Jesus, you begin to declare the blood of Jesus, how important it is to know, know who you are in Christ Jesus. He says, I want to I cover you. I want you to picture God, His wings covering your vehicle as you drive down the road. His wings covering your home right now as you're listening to this. His wings covering your business, covering your kids. He's got you covered. He has you covered. There's no devil in hell that is bigger than God. There's no sickness or disease that's bigger than God. There's no armed forces that are bigger than God. Thank God that we have the best military in the whole world. Thank God we have the best president in the whole world. Thank God we have great leaders in place, but without God we're still nothing. That's why it's important for us to hear the voice of God and to realize, yes, praise God for our military. Our military plus God, we can do anything. Our leaders plus God, we can overcome anything. Our, the, just you and God, you can overcome anything. Realize God has got you covered. He's got your mind covered, your heart covered, your finances covered. Your, he's got everything in your life covered. He has you covered. He's got you covered. So listen to the voice of God. Listen to the Word of God. Stay connected to those divine relationships. Be where you're supposed to be. I, I remember not, I don't know, it's years ago. I, I was just, and, and I'm talking about hearing and obeying quickly. Remember the hand? Bop, 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 meaning come on, come on quickly. And I was driving along there in the, in the truck, and, and, and I just kept hearing this, plead the blood, plead the blood, plead the blood, plead the blood, plead the blood. And I was like, oh, well, that doesn't really make sense. I just, well, I plead the blood. And about that time, a car comes over the hill and was headed, just crosses the median, coming right to my truck. But because I was listening and I was running to him, I said, I plead the blood. And the thing just turns and shoots the opposite direction. What if, what if I'd have said, well, that just doesn't make sense. I plead the blood. I plead the blood, the blood of Jesus. What does that mean? I plead the Why, Lord, I want to vote. I want you to explain everything to me. How come? Why, why, why? I'd be dead. Here's another missionary that he was going up uh, this mountain, and, and he was taking the switchbacks, and he just kept having this strong sense on the inside of him. Switch lanes. Switch lanes. Get in the other lane. Get in the other lane. Get in the other lane. Get in. It just got stronger and stronger. So finally, he just whoops it over another lane. About that time, a truck comes over the, the mountain there, over the hill, had burned his brakes out. And if he would have argued with God, and he would have questioned God, and he would have said, why God, why, and, and when God, when, and how come, and that doesn't make sense, and I'm going to be breaking the law. Yeah, you would be in the right lane, but you'd be dead. We are living in a day and age that we need to hear the voice of a good shepherd. Realize how important it is to be doers of the Word of God. And realize, God's got me covered. Realize it's time to get my roar back. It's time to say what God says. It's time to abide under the shadow of the Almighty. 
This is Trey Johnson. Thank you so much for joining us today. I look forward to coming into your home again next week. Keep growing, keep going. God bless you, and we'll talk to you soon.